Please, let me explain the rules of the boat. Rule number one, it's my boat. Rule number two, it is my boat. And if there remains any confusion about rules one and two, I offer rule number three. It's my goddamn boat. If it weren't for me, you would all be burned. You're welcome. at Headswell from Neuro Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Melissa. <laughs> and I'm Duncan. Hey, and this is Fear the Walking Dead cast episode 215. And welcome back, Melissa and Duncan. Yay. Thanks, Yay. Good to be back. So good to have you guys back. Haven't it's... even seen or talked to you, Duncan, in months. I know. Boy. It's, you know, living on the dark no side of the moon. It's been weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We miss you. Oh my God, <laughs> so strange. And Melissa... Everyone knows Melissa's my good friend, and most of you also know that she plays Clementine in the big Telltale Walking Dead games, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I just want to get the <laughs> obvious question out of the way right off the bat. How was your trip to New Zealand? Oh, guys, have we really not? Yeah, we really haven't, huh? The viewers uh, have been waiting. You thought I was going to ask about season three, didn't you? But no. I did. I was like, I don't know when it's coming out sometime this year. Um, yeah, New Zealand was amazing. Um, and uh, I, it's hard to really put it into words, honestly. It, it looks great. Your lifetime. pictures were, were so great. Yeah, it's a very magical place. It's kind of mind-blowing. I'm still wrapping my head around it, actually. I'm not quite, I haven't quite digested it yet. I'm getting there. Uh, but I, it was really great. I want to go back. And everybody should go. Boom. There you go. I'm super jealous. I know, man. I, I'm jealous, too. And I totally just wanted to teleport over there and hang out with you. So I'm glad you got to go and have a good time. And we missed you on the podcast. Uh, I know. I missed the last show. Yep. What a jerk. Well, here we are. And, you know, we have... I, I kind of wanted to make this happen last season, but we didn't get to for some reason. But I'm incredibly pleased and proud that we have a special guest with us today. It's our friend and fan favorite Lincoln Castellanos hey, welcome hey, aboard Lincoln. <laughs> what's up guys what's up brother yeah not much just ready Glad to go to, have to New, you Zealand. Here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> New Zealand really great <laughs> so uh you guys probably know this but Lincoln plays Tobias on Fear the Walking Dead and he just made a big splash with that character so and then we met at we all met at Walker Stalker Con and just r realized right away what a what a great person Lincoln is so thanks a lot for joining yeah. us appreciate it thank you Jason thank you Melissa yeah. Duncan I mean you guys are really sweet to say those kind things and uh it was great to have you guys moderate my panel That's earlier right, last yeah. year that was such a such a great experience yeah. we were your fun. first panelist panel moderators is that the panelizers word? panelizers yeah. <laughs> you guys were my first everyone okay. always remembers their first oh first love oh yeah 
<laughs> I've one of the main feedbacks I've seen so far for this season is where's where's Tobias? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's building a raft. Well, we'll get into that because I want to have a little bit of a chat with Lincoln. So we're going to do that first. Then we're going to give you guys our thoughts on this week's season two premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. Then we'll do our usual. I got some news. I got some feedback from you guys. Duncan will do his next week section, and we'll announce the winner of the haiku contest that Karen and I started a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, I do. I also want to. We we just got back from Walker Stalker Nashville, which was amazing, and we had a listener meetup. I just wanted to thank listeners for coming. Ashley, Karen, different Karen, Des, Rachel, and her boyfriend Carrie, Jessica, and Allison from the Dead Connection. And you should check them out. By the way, it's thedeadconnection.com. They have Walking Dead news and interviews and fun stuff like that. And I met a, a few other listeners along the way, Stephanie Cherokee and a, a few others. And it was really fun to meet all you guys. Uh, there was that one guy who wanted a picture with me and you, Melissa. He was a nice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was great. <laughs> he was fantastic. But I am sorry I missed the meetup. So to all of those who uh, were there, thanks for going. And <laughs> sorry I suck for not being there. Before we get into I just wanted to ask, take advantage of Lincoln being here and ask him a couple questions. But before we get to that, what did all of you guys think of just quickly of the uh, Walking Dead season six finale and the cliffhanger and all that? Lincoln, um, what do you think? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought. I was yeah. like, whoa. Oh my god. It's, <laughs> phone. What just happened? You know what? No, but honestly, I thought it was an amazing episode. It was so well written. The pace was great. Tonally, it was just. I mean, one of the better episodes that we've seen all season. You know, this this season was kind of slow. You know, there was a lot of backtracking, and you know, there was a lot of of time um this was just a great episode to see things happen in real time uh rick and everyone in the rv just keep running into these obstacles and slowly but surely you started to see that you know the terror that was coming that would be negan was just not going to be something to look forward to that being said you know a cliffhanger is a cliffhanger it's meant to mess with our heads and certainly now it's a it's become a fun game of you know who kissed the bat. Uh, so I don't know. It's uh, but it was a great. I I was I was really pleased with the episode. There was a lot of great moments that certainly felt like any one of these characters could have exited uh, at some point. So now we'll just have to wait and see. Do you have uh, a theory on who it is? Well, I'd be lying if I said. I wasn't really pissed <laughs> with the cliffhanger <laughs> still. Um, yeah. in, in my in a moment of rage, I was like, mm, it better be Maggie at the end of that bat. That's the only way this is worth the wait. <laughs> oh, man. You're not the only one who I've heard say that, by the way. But, but I don't know if the show is going to be that cruel to kill a mom and her baby. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of people think it's Glenn. It could be somebody, for sure, you know, I think it's somebody that was in the van. So you have Michonne, you have Steve, uh, you have uh, Glenn, you have Daryl, and you have Rosita. So, you know, my money's on one of them. Is that because of the whole first-person perspective thing? Exactly because of that, yeah. Otherwise, it's a red herring, and I don't think the show is, you know, going to throw that in to confuse viewers. Certainly if it's, you know, because it's so effective that it's, such a standout uh, camera 
shot you know the pov it's it's there for a reason and that's how it ends it ends in the pov i hadn't even considered that it's really a interesting way of yeah. looking at it mm-hmm. so i mean that's what i think what do you think duncan Oh man, it was so funny when you asked the question of I'm so in fear of the fear the Walking Dead mode that I thought you were talking about the season finale oh, of oh, oh. Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> we already talked but, uh, about that for like two hours. I was like, man, the boat. I'm just wondering how they're gonna do the boat, you know. But um I thought it was a really good episode. I was really disappointed that they left us with a cliffhanger. I thought it would would have been enough of a cliffhanger to have Maggie's survival in question. And um I feel like the um like the impact of Negan's arrival sort of in the comic book sort of hinged on him arriving, you know, and we, 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 the viewers get something and then him immediately taking something from us. And it was more impactful in the comics because you know who it was and it hurt. Yeah. You know, like it hurt right away. Time. Yeah. Uh, right away. So I felt like that sort of detracted from his arrival. Um, you know, another it's sort of typical for a TV series or season to end on that type of note. So it sort of makes sense for the, like for it, that in the terms of a TV format. But um, I was mad like you, Lincoln. I, <laughs> I was really mad at first. But um, the other thing, I thought that Jeffrey Dean Morgan did a great job with Negan. It was exciting to see him show up finally. But one thing I was kind of disappointed about was you know, I was I was wondering for the longest time how they were going to integrate this character with his sort of extreme foul language. You know, like just like Karen, he's all over the place with the f bomb. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking he fuck fuck fuck. Uh, but um, I felt like when they left that out, but kept in other things. Like it was sort of a, a balance in his character in the comics where he's sort of goofy and then he's sort of really serious and harsh and it sort of rounds his, the character out without the really harsh language. Some of his other lines just came across as being sort of kiddish or childish, you know, like pee pee pants city. <laughs> pee pee pants. You know, what I mean? you, know just, you know what they did? I went and looked it up and a lot of that, it was like, you know, a 15 minute monologue was lifted right out of the comic. Right from the comic. But just taking yeah. out all the motherfucking and fucks and all that. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked pretty well, though. Better than I thought it would, actually. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I was, you know, I was just, you know, disappointed that they wasn't saying fuck all the time. They added a few <laughs> shits, though, to make up for it, which is kind of good. That's I heard good. they're going to be doing a, uh, like, a director's cut sort of thing on the Blu-ray, yes. though. Yes, I heard so that, too. So that, as far as I'm concerned, that'll be canon. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing that. For sure. Yeah. What do you think, Melly Hooch? Um, <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, kind of. I'm right there with you guys for the most part. I thought um, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I thought he did a great job as Negan. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that was a very suspenseful scene. The whole yeah show was one of these like, oh man, they keep getting to these roadblocks, and there's just more and more people like stopping them, and it was just like this giant, giant buildup. My blood pressure is just spiking Ugh, the whole ri- time. I know it was ridiculous, and then um, I, I guess I just feel like, um, as far as the ending with with not knowing who who gets Lucille, it just seems like The Walking Dead at this point is is. I mean, it's not like they need to suck people into another season. People are exactly. going to watch. Um, so it was a little frustrating, but. I don't know. I mean, you can't help but to think that if they, at this point, if it's not Glenn, then they are just like really milking his finale or AMC has no intention of uh, offing him in a Negan-esque way. I just think it better not be one of the lesser characters. Like, well, I I hate to use that word, but you know, the ones who haven't been around as long. 
Because right. it'll be like, well, why did you want to make us wait that long? Yeah, to of let go course. of. I, yeah. I would I would agree with that because you know for the last couple of years we've seen, uh, not minor characters, but the characters that we've just come to know for like a season or two, we mm-hmm. see them you know depart in like horrible fashions. Well, you know, like Noah. I mean, Noah. Noah was a great character, but granted, we saw him for about eight episodes and then he got killed in like this really gory way certainly people remember it but you know fans don't have the same attachment to Noah as they do to a Daryl or a Glenn or Maggie a season one character you know exactly season one or two character so my money is that it's gonna be one of the original season one guys or you know season I mean, certainly if Abraham or Eugene or Rosita were to go, that's sad. But at the same time, you know, we we would feel it much more if it was a Glenn or Daryl. Definitely. I feel like with some of the stuff that's been going on with Eugene lately, it seems like he uh, could be absolutely integral, you know, to the uh, the survival of the group if he can make bullets and stuff like that. So it'd be impactful in a sort of strategic way if Eugene were to go. But emotionally, it would, you know, yeah. obviously a season one or two Glenn. character would be. Glenn would be the yeah. big deal. So I got a, I got a oh, kind of a harsh question for you guys. If you guys had to pick pick one character to, to, to be killed off in that scene, who would you want to see go? Not that you want to see anybody go, but who would you want to see go? Uh. I feel like we're kind of answering that already. We want to see someone who matters more, even though we'd miss them. Yeah. But what, like specifically, if you had to name <laughs> one person. I kind of feel like it has to be Glenn, Glenn doesn't yeah. it? I mean, if, if it's going to... I mean, I don't want it to be Glenn. I love Glenn, but I mean, I, I don't know. Why do you hate Glenn so much? Who, me? Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I can answer that. Uh, actually, I'm kind of sick of Glenn at this point. He's been, like, for the past couple seasons, he's just been mopey and kind of do nothing. <laughs> so, like, I, I would be fine with, with seeing him off at this point. And, and for me, that's crazy because I, I love all characters on shows, you know what I mean, usually. So I would say that the mopiness of Glenn... Is certainly there, but I would choose Daryl because what has he really done besides kind of grunt and <laughs> just like you know, move the hair out of his face and yeah. ride the bike? No, no, no. But 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 seriously, it's it's. Uh, I was so putting like all my money on it being Daryl because all season we we saw just more of him. Uh, developing into like okay you know what now i want to go and save people and recruit people and give them a chance where before he was very much closed off and and more of a team player now right now he's worth the team player and we now we now we have jesus uh another pretty boy so i just took those as signs of like well you you bring in one you got to take out one (laughs) there can only be too many (laughs) so many pretty boys yeah, they're the Highlander. But uh, I mean, that's that, that's what I that's what I say personally. Yeah, I I if I could pick anyone, I would probably pick Daryl too. Um, but I I would bet anything it won't be Daryl because I just think, as listeners of the podcast have heard me say many times, that he's too important to AMC wouldn't let him go. Yeah, yeah. 
they'd be mobbed by Rita's army just stomping <laughs> right. on their whole facility. All right, let, that's good, man. We covered that really well. Let's move on. I just want to, like I said, take advantage of Lincoln being here. Oh, we yeah, some definitely. of our listen, listeners sent in some questions. I want to address the obvious one again that you probably have been asked 30 million times, but it's about Tobias possibly returning to the show. But there's one thing I read. I don't know if I've heard you comment on this. Dave Erickson, who's a showrunner, said, I love Lincoln as an actor and I love that character. I know he's a fan favorite and I'm trying to figure out a dynamic by which we can get to tell the Tobias story. I'm exploring it. And I can't promise anything, but I am exploring it. Did you had you heard that before? I had heard that before. Yeah, I had heard that. Uh, I'd read that article, and I've certainly have heard those words come out of his mouth uh, to me directly. Okay. And it's it, you know it's it's very it's very humbling you know this whole experience to to first be a fan of the comics for years before it's a show to watch the show and try to find someone who looks like me in the comics so I could audition for the show, <laughs> you know, to ironically be a part of something that doesn't exist in comic form, but allows me as an actor to create something new. It's, it, it's a blessing as an actor. It's, it's such a gift. And to have worked with him, uh, to have worked with Dave and Adam Davidson, the director for those episodes with Tobias, then to have the fan reaction be the way it has been, it's uh, it's incredibly humbling, and should Tobias return, uh, it would be something I very much welcome. And as far as the season goes, well, people just have to tune in and see. You know, they're only shooting uh, half the season right now, and then they're taking a break, and then they're finishing it up later on in the year. So who's to say? You know, I don't know. Maybe I've already been in Baja. Uh, I wasn't in, in in LA much these past couple of months, so people have been people have been trying to put two and two together. I'm gonna uh, see a tracker on you next time I see you. <laughs> yeah, I already did. <laughs> hey. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> nice. Oh, guys, All right. This 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 tan is for another reason. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You are pretty naturally tanned, though, right? I am, I am, I am. But but in all but, over here. <laughs> but in all honesty, it's uh, it's it's great to have you know the, the, that support from Dave and from Gail and Greg uh, to see them you know from time to time. It's uh, it's just you know, it's, I'm very grateful, very grateful, and I feel very blessed because I'm a part of a world that I've been uh, a fan of for so many years. It's been it's great. Super cool. Really cool. All right, here's a few questions from some of our listeners because I just mentioned that you were going to be on. Craig says, have the events in the show made you think differently about potential real-life SHTF situations? That's uh, shit hits the fan, I think, like an earthquake or stuff like that. Yeah, well, you know, everything that they had uh, Tobias, uh, you know, run through as far as, you know, and, and, you know, what he told uh, Madison, certainly that's all like things I've thought about. Look, it, you, I think everyone's lying if they said they've never thought about the zombie apocalypse and what they would have in their backpack, you know, in case of like, you know, an outbreak. Uh, you know, I've certainly thought about what I would have and where I would go. So it's just made me more conscious of like, well, look, things are bad some days, you know, there's a lot of bad news in the world and it kind of bums you out when you hear scary things 
So do I have I thought about it differently because of the show? Yeah, I'm just more aware of my surroundings, certainly. Yeah. Enya Nicole wants to know, would you have gone with the group on the boat or preferred to stay on land? Oh, well, I would have stayed on land because there's just too many problems. I'm talking as me personally, and I think Tobias would say the same because you don't hear him say anything about going to the water. Tobias is very clear about the desert will be safer. Mm. And the reasons are because when you're in the water, you know, God forbid something happens with your boat, you're, you're stranded or you run out of food or you hit an iceberg and then Leo <laughs> DiCaprio freezes to death and then you just have a whole can of worms. And, you know, and there's, there's a lot of bad people in the waters. So these folks on the boat, they're going to have to tread lightly. Uh, you know, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, watching this show now, and we'll get into it when we talk about the episode, but being on a boat suddenly doesn't seem like such a great idea. <laughs> Unless you're with T-Pain, then it's an awesome idea. <laughs> then it's really, really cool. <laughs> Rachel Guntherson says, was the scene where you're smashing principal zombie brains an intense scene to pull off or done in so many steps that it wasn't much of a big deal? No, oh no, it was a very big deal. That 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 was actually a lot of people don't know this unless they uh I, I see them in the in the conventions. It was a very long day. We shot that scene in Vancouver, Canada. Uh that was about an eighteen hour day, I wanna say. Uh we shot all the stuff of Tobias returning to the school and fighting Principal Artie in one day. That was like right in the middle of it. Us encountering him. Uh, working with the stunt coordinator, you know, working on the fall. Um, there are some really cool things that, you know, fans of the show didn't get to see. Uh, it may or may not have included Tobias taking a stab at uh, Artie after they fall. But needless to say, it was very intense because Scott Lawrence, who played uh, uh, Principal Artie, you know, he's on top of me. He's literally on top of me, and he's got these 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 white contacts, his skin is pale, and he's literally chomping at my head. So, wow. you know, that shit's scary. <laughs> it's not cool. Didn't you yeah. have a pencil? Like, weren't you armed with a pencil at that point? Armed with a pencil? Uh, I had my, my trusty knife, knife back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, knife. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. And then uh, Evan Brookman says, if Tobias is still alive, has he acquired better weapons than dollar store kitchen cutlery? Oh, hey, damn. Hey. Talking shit about your knife. Shots <laughs> fired, man down. Jeez. Uh, thanks for that. Um, well, you know, I think Dave Erickson confirmed this much, is that T Tobias is still out there and that he didn't die. A lot of people thought he was actually the dude with the flashlight in one of the middle episodes. Uh, yeah. yeah, they did. Um, I remember hearing that. Right. And uh, actually remember being in the con. Oh, no, uh, being... Being on West Coast and getting tweets of like, I knew you'd be back. Yeah, that's you with the flash. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Stop spoiling the episode for me. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Dave went on, the, went on the record. He said, uh, that dude's dead, but it's not Tobias. He's still alive. Oh. So that being said, I would hope he's getting a bigger knife. I would certainly hope that the next time we see him, if we see him, there's some change in him. I mean, look, you look at the character so far. And they've all gone through some change. Matt yeah. Um, much more firm and, 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 and thick skinned. And Travis, too, unfortunately, you know, he got broken. You know, he was so, he was trying to be so strong and positive goodwill. Uh, it just ended up biting him in the butt. And he had to uh, 
pay a price for it with uh, shooting Liza. So everyone's changed. So, you know, if we see Tobias now or later, yeah, I hope there's a change. I don't necessarily want you to tell me what it is, but do you have an idea or a story in your head about where Tobias went? I have an idea. Okay. But and you, then that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because you never know if it's going to be anything like that or what, right? Right. You know. You know. I have my own opinions on 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 the kid because, well, look, he's a lot. I see a lot of similarities between myself and Tobias. Granted, uh, I'm not as shy, and I'm not as closed off, or I certainly don't feel as alone as as he is. And as he carries himself, but I am very smart and I am very confident in myself. And, I and you guys look smart. a lot alike too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come on. yeah, yeah. yeah luckily you're, I, you're better yeah, looking, I think. But yeah, proactive. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny when I meet people; they're like, "Your skin cleared up really fast." Nice. I go, "Thanks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." All right, man. Thanks a lot. That was great. That was good to get a little insight there. All right. We have our first sponsor. It's a new sponsor. It's called Mott and Bow. And what Mott and Bow is, is ridiculously comfortable and meticulously handcrafted jeans for men. And a lot of times our sponsors will send me stuff. And so they sent me a pair of jeans. And I was really nervous because when I go shopping, I try on like 10 pairs of jeans and I usually hate them all. And they don't, they don't fit. They're not comfortable. They don't look good. And then I hate shopping because of that. And so I was like, ah, crap, they're going to send me some jeans. I'm not going to like them. And then I'm going to have to, I don't know, tell them I don't want them to be my sponsor after all. But they sent me the jeans and I, I did like them. I was like, yes. And they're, they're, they look great. They're actually nicer looking. I usually get jeans that are kind of, they look like they've been worn in and faded. But these were a little more fancy. Uh, they were dark black. And they were really, really Ooh. soft and comfortable. And so I wore them. Well, we had Walker Stalker Nashville and James had this party at uh, he's he's the one who was in charge of Walker Stalker. He, he's the owner and everything. The founder. He had a party because it was his hometown, Nashville, at this restaurant next to his comic book store. And I thought, oh, great excuse, man. I'll wear these because I really do like how they look. So I wore them and I also wore my rick grimes cowboy boots that i got for my cosplay that i've only worn once before and it was awesome and i got compliments and they were comfortable and i just couldn't be happier i only tried this one pair but if you go to their website you can see they have all different kinds of styles and fits and you guys get 20 percent off if you use promo code deadcast they're great. They don't have any ugly back pocket embroidery or weird stitching. They're really simple aesthetics. Nice. <laughs> rhinestones. <laughs> yeah, no rhinestones. I mean, if that's your thing, that's cool. But... I know. That, in Nashville, actually, that would have been totally yeah, appropriate. I'm a little simpler. Yeah, I only need one pair of jeans with rhinestones. I don't need two. You don't need a closet full. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, I sold most of mine. <laughs> <laughs> to buy your diamond-studded sunglasses. I kept them. I didn't sell. Well, Mottenbow makes these themselves in their own factory, and they ship right to you. So they, like a lot of our other sponsors, they eliminate retail markups, typical of luxury denim. So the prices are good. And if you're not sure about your between the two waist sizes, you can do their home try-on program. So you get 
two sizes sent to you and then they send you packaging and prepaid shipping to send one back so it's really convenient so just go to mottandbow.com that's m-o-t-t-a-n-d-b-o-w.com and use promo code deadcast for 20 percent off and thanks to mott and bow for sponsoring us appreciate having you guys aboard they got yeah. a cool name right. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that that vertical integration, you know, really does help cut prices a lot. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. becoming more and more common too with all this with the internet. You can just go out go right to people's websites and get what you want. Yeah, it's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Attention shoppers. Deadcast top five in five, four, three, two. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the main course. It's our Deadcast Top 5. This week is our Top 5 Highlights for Season 2, Episode 1 of Fear the Walking Dead called Monster. So just kind of quickly in general, what did you guys think of the episode? I liked it. Me too. Yeah. I thought it had really good suspense, and it ended that way. It totally ended in a way where I was like, oh, God, and I will totally be back next week. It left me with a, uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to feel like, all right, we'll see how this starts, and if it's kind of like, eh. I mean, not that I would ever stop watching it, because I actually really enjoy the show, but um, it definitely left me with a, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens. Can't wait, but at the same time, I'm dreading to see what happens next week. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) where you want to be. Yeah, I would agree. Anything else uh, in general? Is that pretty much how you felt, Lincoln? I thought that that the Walker kill in the water with the uh, with the motor was uh, the motor blade pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. It, it was very uh, twenty eight weeks later esque. Oh and, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of that that scene in the beginning when, when the when the dad's like running in the into the boat in the lake and he just he just sets off on that that one crazy zombie that follows after him. That was very cool. What I loved about that is you see, you know, if you're ever in a boat, you see those blades uh, on the outboard motors and you you maybe you think, oh, my God, I hope nobody ever gets caught in that. So if you're going to show one of those motors in a zombie show, you might as well have a zombie get caught in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's a shame. Everybody who's ever seen one of those motors thinks the exact same thing. too. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was a very 80s horror. What did you think? Dead Alive popped into my head. Yeah. What did you think of the episode in general? I thought it was good. I was I was nervous about it because um, you know picturing S H T F situations. I've always you know known like oh I have access to a boat or whatever, but I just have thought that the ocean would be a war zone. Just people yeah. raiding and using their boats to pillage, and most people wouldn't be prepared in the first place. So they would there would just be raiders out there trying to trying to provide for their families and do whatever they need to do trying to use stealth at night trying to just you know eliminate other boaters so they have the advantage on the water so the whole the whole in between seasons i was just nervous about the situation out there and uh i think it's gonna come to fruition i think jack is headed their way to lay the smack down (laughs) so yeah man very interesting anytime you think about zombie scenarios this topic comes up well i would just get a boat and go to a nice safe island but then when you really start thinking about it you realize oh how many other people are going to have that same idea and resources are going to be scarce and it might not be so easy well i thought it was great it wasn't action-packed but it had its tense thrilling moments it also had some intrigue with the radio, which I loved and it had drama, the whole thing with Chris and, and his mom and dad, I thought that all worked really well. So 
I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. All right, let's get into our top three. So this is where Lincoln that we, I don't know if you have a top three highlights. I think, uh, the motorboat thing was probably one of them, right? Right. So, so is that your first one? Sure. Yeah. Number two would be, could have used a little more Tobias. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. number one, no, um, no, it could have used more cowbell. That's what it could have used more cowbell. <laughs> I got a fever. <laughs> That's in the fourth, fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know what? I really did like the drama between, uh, Chris and Travis. You know, it's, it's very sad. I, I mean, you know, I, I would imagine it must be very, very traumatic and, and devastating for a son to to lose his mom and certainly not even be there when she when she passes. And so for I, her not to say bye. Yeah, not to say you know? bye like the proper way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like the, she the, knew what she was doing. She told him she loved him, but she didn't want to clue him in on what was about to happen. Exactly. Yeah, it's brutal. And, you know, it's, it's very brutal. So <clears throat> I... I really do admire the show taking time right at the beginning of the season to establish that this is not okay. This is this is not okay with with Chris and you know his dad. You know his his dad. You know let him down. You know in more ways than one. You know certainly we saw that throughout all of last season. You know just moving on from that family to Madison's and her kids, but then to you know just when we thought they were making some headway in this new apocalyptic world you know he has to go and do something like that and granted you know travis has the best intentions he was trying to save save his ex save you know his 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 former love from from a a devastating uh death and reanimation so i'm liking that drama i I am very much me too and if you watch season uh one chris he spends the whole time hating travis and it it's pretty clear to me anyway that it's because he feels abandoned. He's, he says things like, why don't you just go be with your new family? You know? So he feels like he's kind of been left high and dry by Travis and, and he's very attached to his mom. So she's all, he, he feels like he has left. It seems like, and when she went to go to the medical center or whatever it was, he seemed really hurt by that. So now all of a sudden she's dead and he's left with, everyone else who he didn't really seem, you know, he felt spurned by or didn't even like, I feel bad for the poor kid. <laughs> yeah. And not only is the mom dead, but the dad who abandoned him killed the mom and took the mom. Yeah. From him too. Right. And punching so. him in the face was so no pun intended, but impactful. It was like, Oh my <laughs> God. I was, I was just going to ask you guys. So, so uh, Madison comes in and she's like, Oh, I remember the first time I hit my father, and I was just like, "Damn, does everybody punch your dad know, in the right? face?" I know, right? I remember the first. Your dad in the face? No, of hell course. no. <laughs> no, no. That scene did. was great too, uh, with with them in in the well, I was say the bedroom, whatever the mm-hmm. you call it on a boat cabin, maybe? the cabin cabin. That was yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because it's still you have to remember that this is you know so new. You know we've seen The Walking Dead. They've been around this apocalypse for so long now so it's like part of you is like still trying to tell people like come on man get your shit together this is how it is now you have to have exactly. uh, empathy for the fact that this is so new yeah it's 
Yeah. Like my mom had said, it's kind of a hard transition to like to, to get into the fear of the Walking Dead. Yes. From the the mental state of Walking Dead, you know, because of that exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Exactly. No, that's yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly exactly it. So that was a really good like emotional scene. You could still have. I mean, not saying that even further on down the road, it's not still. Sad it's different though. But, it's in a different right. way. Yeah, they're more um, desensitized. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your number three? Melissa my number three well I'm gonna go back to the opening of the show I don't know about the whole show but the opening was definitely like an homage to the zombie flicks of the 80s and I like the way they started it I didn't know how was you know I don't know how they were gonna pick it up and it wasn't rocket science obviously they left us <laughs> in a situation where they were heading towards a boat but uh it, it was, was like reverse Normandy you know where they're trying to yeah, get off the beach exactly <laughs> Shit hit the fan, um, but uh, I, I liked that feel. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is uh, this is kind of new. We didn't really get a lot of that uh, in the first season, so uh, I don't know. I, I liked the way that the show started, and that was a good like. Hmm, the season might be might be very good. Yeah, you know what? I would have to just jump in and agree with that. I think the show is really letting the audience know that hey, you know, the audience is smart. They're smart enough to put two and two together. We didn't need to see a scene where they hear the the you know the uh, the call on the radio that they're gonna bomb you know the city and oh look there's walkers down the street and they're coming towards uh, the the cliff now like, we didn't need any of that you just needed to get right to the point a couple of hours have passed they're getting ready by the time they're uh, uh, ready to to get on the boat the walkers have made it to the shore the military has bombed the shit out of the city. And now they got to go, 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 go. It started just just perfectly, I thought. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was I didn't remember about the military, and I thought, wow, things descended into chaos pretty quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of fires yeah. and bombs. But then I remembered, and e- even before I remembered, though, I, this sounds twisted, but it just looked beautiful. It did. Oh, yeah. Right. It was <laughs> so, nice yeah. lighting. It was yeah. a beautiful <laughs> dark night, but it the fire... It was horrifying and beautiful right. all at the same yeah. time. So I thought it was a great way to start the episode. Yeah. One of the funny things that happened right off the bat is you hear, Ew! and I was like, bombs still do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dropping lo- like the Looney Tunes sound. If anyone right. was going to know that, I would think it would have been you, but... <laughs> 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 okay. You're, you didn't go right, Duncan. What's yours? Uh, my number three is uh, Nick in the water. So his whole sort of water scene there. He's one of the coolest things about this show, too, I think. Um, Nick. Yeah, Nick. He uh-huh. dives in. He's like, what the hell are you doing, man? He's like, oh, oh, swimming. Swimming down under the water, looking up at the zombie. That was pretty cool. And then um, swimming over to the upturned boat and going inside it. It's just always sort of in like a like a super intense environment you know when you're in an enclosed area that you can only access underwater to start you know then you see all the bullet holes with the light coming in through them at like crazy angles and everything and then encountering the zombie under there i thought it was just a pretty cool scene so yeah that's my number three why do you think he didn't go back to abigail why did he go towards those boats uh it sounded like he said oh i hear somebody it sounded like he thought he was going to be making a rescue okay yeah, he thought he heard someone like I think it was something knocking it. Whatever. Yeah, he thought he heard a survivor. But that so. takes balls. Like, you know, that was a fearless move. Yeah. Well, he's kind of 
fearless, which is one of my topics. But yeah, he <laughs> literally like he just he doesn't seem to yeah, have he's... any fear like the other folks or Ex- except for the pilot episode when he's running screaming down the street. One well, of our yeah. listeners, <laughs> I'm going to play but a call that, no for you, but uh, I'm, I'm going to mention it now since we're bringing it up. One of our listeners had a theory that now that he's off heroin, his new addiction is getting close to zombies. Oh, <laughs> that's wild. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I might be on something. Maybe so. <laughs> yeah. The thrill seeker. And then what? why did that zombie suddenly just decide to chill out? Oh yeah, yeah maybe it was confused by the the water environment. Like once it got pushed away and wasn't immediately next to him, it was like, "What? I'm floating? What the fuck? You know what I mean?" Kind of. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know because it's like I'm trying to walk towards this guy, but I can't move. So it seemed like it might have had something to do with hearing voices outside the boat too, but but I'm not sure. Maybe it was it was interesting. I want to know. I want to know why. So zombies can't swim. That's like yeah something. They kind of float, though, right? <laughs> kind of just floating around, yeah. Yeah, and hope that... There was a bunch of zombies. I wonder if a zombie <laughs> yeah. encountered a whale. Would it just <laughs> bite into the whale? <laughs> oh, no. Get a walker <laughs> whale. would never catch a whale. Walker whale. <laughs> walker. Um, oh, oh, my God. God. So he oh, picked God. up a book. It was a yacht log. So for some reason, he thought that was important. I guess just to try and figure out what happened to the yacht or something. Yeah, I was confused by that. I mean, I doubt that the person was like, dear yacht log, <laughs> our boat yeah. seems to be taking fire right now. <laughs> well, it's fine. Like my last post. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that was, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out for sure. <laughs> okay, my turn. So my favorite thing about the episode was all of the stuff with, with uh, Alicia and the radio. I loved it because... You know, people are criticizing her for being dumb, but she might be a little naive, but she also, it was like a little almost burgeoning love story and amidst all the chaos, a little bit of comfort for her. And she's also just doing what she was told to do. So um, I thought it was intriguing. And, you know, I, of course I was saying, don't reveal too much. Come on. And then she's, as soon as she said that they had that desalinization thing, I was like, no, you shouldn't have said that. But I thought it was really clever how he, I mean, I didn't believe a word he was saying. We'll see how truthful he is, Jack. But he mm-hmm. kind of lured her in by just slowly revealing things about himself. And, and pretending get, to be hesitant about it. Yeah, yeah, pretending to be hesitant. And and that David Bowie song, Five Years. Yeah, I love that. So he said, what he revealed was his name is Jack. He's in a cove that's safe but has no food and the fish aren't biting. He says it's just him, his brother, and his wife that his he saw his girlfriend turn and then that they wanted to go to Hawaii. And, and I, th- I maybe some of this stuff is real because it seems like he, w- he, he asked her, oh, do you think your boat could get to Hawaii? Sort of hinting that they'd want to ride. But what she told him was the desalinization mm-hmm. system and also... He asked if the smoke plume was to their north or south. She said north. And then how close are you to Catalina? And I assume she told him. So based on those two answers, that's probably how they're triangulating and finding out where the boat oh, is. Yeah. yeah. We're about we're about two leagues south of Catalina. I know. <laughs> <At coordinates. laughs> the boat's I'm waiting called... in the cabin. 
<laughs> I know that was it's a little frustrating. I mean, that was one part of the show. I was like, ah, really? But again, it, it harkens back to like this is very new and yeah, you know, oh, yeah. Down and she's the a teenager. Road, they would never do that. Most people, you know, most people just can't believe that other people would be so sinister or right. Especially when you have those intentions. emotional moments, they're good at like a con artist. She's like a con artist. Yeah, that's why con artists succeed because people. You know, believe people. They want to trust people. They want to believe people. They don't want to believe that people are capable of having negative intentions or that some people right. are bad like that. I'm know? like that. I would probably be taken in more by somebody like this than anything else. Although I wouldn't be giving out information over the radio. And actually, you know what? You said it's the beginning, but I won't say too much. But in the comic right now, there's a character who's been around a long time that's doing exactly the same thing with a radio what? and everything. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay uh lincoln if you have a number two or another one you know what i really liked how it ended with with uh nick going in the water and uh i kind of do like that theory that now that he's gonna be off the smack he's gonna want to find something else to to get his kicks i really do like that me too that idea because yeah. it would be really fun to see how it plays out Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right, Melissa. It's an interesting transition, also of uh, the mob rule with what's going on here. Everybody at one point's been like, "We have to go help them. We have to," you know, when they pass that boat with, I don't know, was that like twenty-five people on a pontoon boat or something? Yeah. You know, and that was that. You know, your first instinct is to want to go help these people, and that's not the smartest idea. There's, there's there's a lot of that going on, and of course that uh, God, I'm so bad. What's the daughter's name again? Being on the Alicia. walkie talkie, Alicia. Thank you. Um, you know, I I think that this episode really was pointing towards the okay, this is going to be a hard lesson learned because it's coming for us, um, and the fact that something's going to happen that's going to be like, all right, we get it. We now need to uh, take fend for ourselves and can't take anybody else on. Uh, if, if things turn out successfully, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty stressed about that. I don't know. Just the coming to grips with, with that aspect of their situation. And it's, it's interesting because I was like, how is this going to be? They're going to be on a boat. So how interesting can the show be? But then I guess there's lots of things that take places on boats that are, uh, highly entertaining. So, so far, so good, I would say. So far, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So do you think they did the right thing not going and helping those people? Oh, hell yeah. I yeah, was like, keep too. going, man. There were so many <laughs> yeah, of sorry. them. Speaking of that scene, too, that shows some of the uh, character development of Travis. Big yeah. time. I feel mm-hmm. like last season he would have been like, no, we need to stop the boat, you know? Maybe. But he was very clear. I mean, especially when he said, I got to take care of my son. And that's what I'm it comes like, down yeah, to. I'm like, yeah, dude, if I had my son, I don't think I'd be taking any risks. But as hard, as hard and harsh as that is, maybe if there was one or two guys or something. I think um, more specifically what he said was, what good are we going to be to anybody else if we can't even take care of our own family? Like, we have to be able to do that first yeah. before right. we can... Like when Rick and company passed up that dude with the orange backpack on the road a couple seasons ago, I was pretty critical of that because they had already have their home base and they know how to survive. And it was just one guy. And it's one dude. Exactly. Yeah. I felt pretty bad about that guy. I thought that was a pretty (laughs) unnecessary, uh, you know, just like, nope, let's just keep passing. Oh, look. So harsh. And then let's steal his shit when he's dead. (laughs) Casually. 
But in this case, it's much different because they're just starting out. They don't have a plan. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And there were so many people out there. Yeah. No supplies, no resource base. Like no lights, no motor cars. Yeah. Motor okay. cars. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whose turn is it now? I forgot. That's I think mine, it's yours, I think. Duncan. Yeah, I think it's you. Okay, my number two is kind of a joke. <laughs> no intro theme. My favorite part I of the intro. Oh, I know. I, I thought, thought about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of you. <laughs> but yeah, that was like, I was like, what is going on here? The, the letters came up and they're dripping down the screen and I was just missing that. You know, that I wonder if it's gone for good beautiful synth no I'm, I'm sure it'll be back next episode i'm sure it'll be back <laughs> right would sure. do that to us <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my real number two is abigail man that boat mm-hmm, it's real nice beautiful <laughs> that's a really nice boat <laughs> that boat yeah that boat oh, yeah that boat i don't need that's all i need to say really yeah i agree i i was uh having moments where or were thinking like it's too bad that it's such a stressful time because, you know, they could be really enjoying themselves on that boat. Yeah. yeah. Fully stocked bar. I mean, they were having like, and, Thanksgiving and... dinner with a weird <laughs> eel, but, you know. Whatever. Oh, yeah. That was a weird, like, sequence. Just like, yeah, let's just slow-mo the shit out of this scene where they're all just having dinner. Like, oh, dinner time. Unagi! <laughs> I mean, the weirdest thing about it to me, I can understand having that giant eel as the center because... I don't think you could preserve those for very long, but would you oh, also no. bust out like all the dried mashed potatoes and I know we're going <laughs> like, to, yeah, beast. it was a little, the dinner was seen was a little, like, I felt like it was a little like, I, and they seemed like they were even kind of smiling Having and a good pointing time. and laughing. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I mean, it would be a, a, a conversation piece that eel and it didn't look like it was even cooked. I'm like, you, I don't know. Just, they were just too hungry to cook it. Right. Too, too, too hungry to care. Just, yeah. let's just, eat. <laughs> just eat it. All right. My number two is Mr. Strand, who I continue to find pretty intriguing. Now, one thing about him this episode anyway is I was in default mode of thinking of him as a bad guy for some reason, just because probably of the shifty way that he was acting when we met him last season. But when you really think about it, he's done nothing but basically save these people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't I, I for him... Like- They'd probably be being blown up right now. Oh, definitely. I feel like it's for his own gain. It, it probably is. Because you know? he's pure sociopath. Yeah, he <laughs> seems to be figuring out how to. But it doesn't make sense to me why he wants to keep these particular people alive. Maybe just because they're the ones he found first and he knows he need he can't do it by himself. Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah, I want to know more about Strand. Well, he's yeah. not sleeping. Like that seemed to be a topic. They're like, "Have you seen him sleep? Have right. you seen him sleep?" He, he doesn't trust time, anybody. So I think he's a vampire, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, crossover. Woo. Would you go to sleep if someone said, "I promise I won't throw you off"? <laughs> we, I promise we won't turn the boat back to go pick up those twenty-five survivors. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. All right, we are about to go to our number ones, but before we do. Here's our second sponsor. Most of most people have certain magazines that they just love the most. And our sponsor is Texture. So I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but it's this amazing app that you use on your, I use it on my iPad. You can use it on a tablet or smartphone where you get access to hundreds of magazines. 
and they're the world's most popular magazines. And you just fire up this app on your phone. You see all the little magazine covers, the most current ones. You tap on one and it just expands to fill the size of the iPad and then you're reading it. It's like magic. Is this a returning sponsor? Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought so because I remember hearing this last season and I was like, whoa, this is yeah. really cool. And I think they kept sponsoring us because they can tell that I really love it, you know, and they, I think they, I don't know for sure, but <laughs> I do. And uh, like, I like the New Yorker, a couple of magazines, Rolling Stone, Hollywood Reporter, Entertainment Weekly, they're all on there. So I can read any of them anytime, but they also recommend articles. So on there's one section of the app where you can see articles that they think you'd like, and they can be from any of their magazines. So that way I can dip into content that I wouldn't have known about before. You can search and it will search all the magazines plus back issues. You can go read back issues of any of these magazines. You can download magazines and read them later, like on a plane where there's no Wi-Fi. Or you can download just certain articles, like you could do recipes and you can save them all in your little recipe folder on there. It makes it easy to organize stuff. So it's, cool. It's the best. That yeah, it's cool. really great. Plus, it, by using the app, one advantage you get over paper magazines is they have little video videos in there sometimes or like uh, interactive features and things where you tap on things to get more information. Also, you don't have to worry about the stack of magazines in your bedroom or bathroom getting taller. It's all digital, so it's really environmentally friendly way to... Yes. Yeah. Puts it all right at your fingertips, yeah. too. Less like, trees. Having a stack of magazines. It's awesome. Love that. Yeah. Look at all this paper. Right. Your iPad does get heavier the more you download. It's weird. No, I'm just kidding. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're carrying around, yeah. like... Uh, Webster's Dictionary-sized iPad by the end of the day. <laughs> but uh, if you sign up for it right now, you immediately gain access to all the content, and you guys get a free trial. So if you go to texture.com slash deadcast, you could be checking all this out, deciding whether or not you like it at no risk, no cost to you. Gain e- immediate entry to all the top magazines, including all the back issues, the video content, everything else like that. So you can start binge reading for free right now when you go to texture.com slash deadcast. That's texture.com slash deadcast. Thanks, Texture. And I hope that becomes more of a thing, too. Binge reading. You don't hear about that anymore. Like, oh, my God, you guys, I watched, I read like six books this weekend. I know. <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> so maybe this is a good a good avenue for that. I've been... I approve. Yeah, I've been reading more since I got this thing. So that's cool. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we are at our final ones, number one. Do you have anything else, Lincoln? We've already talked about quite a lot of... Yeah, let me see. I mean, uh, you know what? Not just because I'm a part of the show. You know, I loved it so much. There was so much to appreciate. Uh, I think this season, I I think this episode, if anything, was just a strong indicator of what to look forward to in the rest of the season. It's gonna be bigger, faster, and stronger. I got that feeling all throughout this episode with the tension with the families, with the action that's going on on the water and that's coming towards them, the danger that's coming towards Mm -hmm. them. And, well, certainly now we're dealing with a different kind of walker. We're dealing with water walkers, and we're just going to see a lot of new stuff that I don't think the Walking Dead world has uh, shown us yet. So it's very exciting. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Oh, I'm trying to, now that you said water walkers, I'm trying to think of a good name for them. Too bad it's not shallow water. If it was shallow, they could be waders. Well, I know that, you know, we were trying to figure out what they were going to be called because. Aqua dead. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That uh, 
on Walking Dead, they're called walkers. And, uh, you know, we've seen different groups have different names. And on Fear the Walking Dead, they seem to be calling them the infected. But I figured. Yeah, we were taking guesses. Yeah, I figured that would go away pretty quickly. And Alicia in this episode just calls them the dead, which makes a lot of sense to me. I think a lot of people would be calling them that, actually. Yeah, and I'm bummed out because nobody's calling them jerks. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks. Uh, jerk, jerk. jerk offs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's entirely different. <laughs> All right, uh, Melissa. You know, this is at one point. Uh, I'm sorry, this is my fighting a bug. I can't remember who said it. Who said it? The whole world is I don't know. At one point, it's like I don't know, and it was the whole world is I don't know. And I think this is just uh, again leading towards the sea, setting up the season of being fresh in the situation. But um, you know, they no longer have. I, I mean, part of everyday life is a routine and and you know when all of a sudden you're thrown into a world of i don't know it's like every second of your day is just this totally pardon my expression but fucked experience especially when it has to do with (laughs) there's living dead around you so it'll be really cool just it's setting it up to see with this season you know how they grow uh how they don't grow who survives who doesn't and uh, how they start to learn more about their everyday existence and how to survive. So we shall see. I'm I'm just going to leave it with I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, I like that phrase. The whole world is I don't know. I actually didn't catch it in the episode, but it sounds like it could be the title of an autobiography. <laughs> yeah, it t- sounds like it could be my autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's very poetic. It's like a jam band autobiography. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, in right, case you Duncan. missed my number one and number two, my number three is it's my goddamn boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> my number one was the propeller head, which we already talked about. Mm. I just I was sitting there like, yeah, yes, pretty good, yes, awesome, mm-hmm. total eighties, yeah, uh, horror flick, awesomeness. Yeah. I just love like, the alive. gore, you yeah. know. Yeah, it made me think of the, um, is it Dead Alive, where the guy takes the uh, the lawnmower? Lawnmower, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just plows that house full of zombies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> plows through. I noticed the zombie underwater was more decayed, too, than the ones that we've seen. Uh, maybe it's just exposure. The pruniness, the Yeah, the prune factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's... prune factor. <laughs> We're going to see a lot yeah. of prune factors in the water. <laughs> it's my turn we've actually covered pretty much everything i had to say but let's see i had one more comment so daniel commends travis for killing his ex-wife liza and says he failed with his own wife what would i give to trade my failure for your mercy but i th- you know his wife got it, her foot hurt really bad by that scaffolding and then she ended up having her foot amputated and then that made her sick and her brain was swelling and then she was put out of her misery by uh by liza actually mm-hmm. so what do you think daniel thought he should have just killed her right away when she got her ankle hurt or what or what's mm-hmm. he saying or maybe he should have prevented her from getting hurt in the first place that's a good question <laughs> the whole world is i don't know okay the whole world is i don't know man i don't know 
All right, that's just a question to put out there. I don't really know. And then I, I guess I have one more thing. The the you know they've been saying that Fear the Walking Dead. One thing unique about it is that it's a family drama, and I always thought, well, Walking Dead has sort of become that too. And even there are some actual family members like uh, you know Rick and Lori at first, and and uh, Carl. Carl. Yeah, it was kind of centered but, uh, around their family to start. But it is this show does feel more family, like more of a family show, <laughs> I guess, because it is all of them are family except for strand. Well, I guess not all of them, but I don't know. There, there is definitely something unique about it because of the fi- family dynamics that are playing center stage. And I'm for some reason in this episode, maybe it was because of what happened with Chris and I don't know all the family tensions. It really does feel different. And I'm in- interested to see what happens. Right. I would have to agree with you on that because, you know, in, in walking dead, it is very much, you know, a, a family oriented story. It's just dealing with characters who are a family unit that happen to be, you know, sheriffs and trackers and samurai wielding, you know, badass chicks. They're all very experienced killers. And this family in fear, they're like teachers and counselors and kids mm-hmm. and, and, you know, barber, ex military guys. Like they're normal people. So more so are we focused on their family drama because they don't have the skills of like, you know, being like badass, like, you know, Walker, you know, killers, uh, you know, we, we don't have that to like gaw at and like, you know, be amazed at. no, these are regular people that are going through some regular shit. And on top of that, they're dealing with all this other shit, you know, in the water. So it's only going to get more interesting. I think I'm going to just take what you just said and uh, put that all right at the beginning of the episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, well, regular people. You got your and, barber, you got your teacher, you got your El Salvadorian war criminal, you got your... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't got one of those in your family? No, he's, he lives next door to me, man. It's Uncle Joe. All right, that's it for Deadcast Top 5. We'll take a little break. There's more to come. Stay with us. Under the sea, under the sea, nobody beat us, fry us, and eat us in fricassee. We wouldn't land, folks loves to cook. Under the sea, we have to hook up. We got no troubles, life is the bubbles. Under the sea, under the sea, under the sea. Since life is sweet here, we got to be here naturally. All right, we're back. It's time to talk about our final sponsor. That's Club W. So we've all been there where you come home after a long day. You're tired. All you want to do is drink a glass of wine and relax. (laughs) But maybe you don't have any wine and you're like, crap. But uh, you don't want to have to go to the grocery store. You just don't want to have to do anything. Well, this that's what Club W is all about, because it's a wine club and it sends wine right to your door and the unique thing about it is they give you this quiz. It's just a really quick, easy six question quiz about your taste. What kinds of things do you like taste wise, salty, sweet, different things like that. So then they use this algorithm to figure out your palate, what? and then they recommend wine to you based on that. So wow. you fill out the six question quiz and then it'll say, okay, here's two reds and a white. We think you're going to like. That's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then they send it to you and then you try it out and they have a guarantee. So actually, if you don't end up liking one of them, you can say I didn't like it and they'll credit the cost of that 
to another bottle of wine of your choice or another one that they recommend. Awesome. So. Yeah. What if every time you're like, I didn't like it? (laughs) I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one. Eventually, they're like, we're canceling your subscription (laughs) because you don't like wine. I did. (laughs) I did read the fine print, and it says they have the right if you abuse the feature to (laughs) (laughs) to say no. (laughs) Karen did this a few times. She loves it, and she, you know, she got her three wines and had a party and did a taste test, and she told me everybody loved it. I did. I got mine too. I liked them all. Um, one of them I loved it the most, and then the other two I liked. Well, it's such a, you know, there's so many different types of wine and so many different flavors and so many intricacies. Yeah. That if you, something can help you narrow down all the variety. Exactly. Like, that's that's a really awesome concept. Well, and before you spend money on it, too, because you'll go to the store and buy a bottle yeah. and, and be like, oh, I don't know, I'll try this. And then you're like, oh, I don't like this. And you realize it's just yeah. not the kind of wine you like, not your kind of grape. Yeah, and y- even when I find what I think is my kind of grape, Sometimes from wine to wine, they taste different to me. This is true. Yeah. So this is a good, a different, whole different out of the box kind of way to find wines that you like. Not only that, just like the other sponsor I mentioned, they cut out the middlemen. So that saves you money and it's no risk. And they're offering you guys $20 off your first order. So that's pretty awesome. 20 bucks off. You go to clubw.com slash dead cast that's c-l-u-b-w dot com slash deadcast and actually it gets even better because i know no one likes paying for shipping and club w knows that too so they'll actually pay for your shipping on orders of four bottles or more so take this wine buying off your to-do list go to clubw.com slash deadcast you get twenty dollars off your first order right now Thanks, it would be you. really funny, though, if they just picked the most expensive wines and they're like, yeah, this is definitely the one you'd like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually have... 1973. It's all their wines. <laughs> they work with different uh, vineyards all around the world. No way. But it's not like any... It's not like brand wines. It's all Club W wines. Oh, cool. interesting. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens... The people it kills get up and kill. Are they slow moving, Chief? Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. This is a Walking Deadcast news update. All right. First, in Hollywood Reporter, Greg Nicotero said they have not yet filmed the scene where whoever Negan killed. And he also said he doesn't know if the person who is dying knows yet or not. Oh, great. But the weird thing about that is I also saw Norman Reedus on the Today Show saying he does know. And it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah. So either, I don't know, either there's some like miscommunications going on or I was wondering if Nicotero is just saying that no one knows anything to sort of protect the actors from being badgered about it or something. Hmm. I don't know. Somebody's lying. <laughs> uh, there was one of the Walking Dead actors who I won't say who it was, but told me in Nashville that somebody told him who it was. And he was wondering if they told him just as part of a sting operation and to they're see if telling everybody something different. Yeah. Yeah. That, they did that in uh, Game of Thrones. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Yeah, Tyrion tells one person one thing, tells another person another thing, and then he's like, Arr! Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. So next, there's a fan petition demanding to be shown who Negan killed. Oh, come on. Uh, 
<laughs> they say, we want this either in an interim episode that borders season six or seven or a short R-rated webisode. <laughs> or we'll never watch the show again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I, right. I had heard uh, there was a fan petition to fire the showrunner as well. Oh <laughs> what? Yeah. Come on. Watch out. watch out, Scott. If You know what? If people were watching uh, <laughs> Dallas during the internet oh, yeah. age, it'd be, tell us who shot JR right now. <laughs> or we're not or watching. What? Oh, Speaking of people not watching the show, a few episodes ago on Walking Dead, this is kind of funny. Um, after Maggie and Carol got captured, you know, right at the end of that episode, I was thinking, I, I actually told somebody, I was like, all right, captured by the saviors, there's no way that everybody's getting out of this unscathed. If nobody dies, I'm going to stop watching the show. Who said that? I did. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who the hell said that? And then, oh, and then nobody died. So I was kind of put in an awkward position. <laughs> but I couldn't happened? stop watching before Negan showed up, you know? So. Right. Well, speaking of Negan, the comics are for the first time going to be telling Negan's backstory. Did you know that, Duncan? I did not. There's this new image preview magazine called Image Plus that's coming out every month. So to promote that, they're doing four pages at a time of Negan's backstory in that magazine over a 12-month period. And then it'll be collected into a single volume. First installment is on shelves April 27th. Charlie Adlard showed the first page of that already. It was Negan wrapping up Lucille in barbed wire. No way. The first time. So it and, looks cool. I can't wait. And without, oh, wow. without giving away whether or not Negan is still alive in the comics, there was... Negan mentioned in the issue recently that that coincided with Negan's arrival on the TV show, which I thought was kind of interesting. Kirkman said that that was way beyond his capability of planning mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah, coincidence. But that issue yeah. is awesome, by the way. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but listeners, I was on under the comic covers with Mr. Blog last episode. We talked about that issue. He, he had me on because Grace couldn't make it. So check that out. It's a good one. Really good. Thank you. Next, a Fear the Walking Dead iPhone slash iPad game came out. It's called Fear the Walking Dead Run. It's a runner. You you have to get away from the zombies. You flee across L.A. Uh, you can unlock and play as Travis, Nick, Madison, Strand, Daniel, and Chris, but not Tobias. So I would say just stay away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't no, I don't bother have to play it. <laughs> I don't have enough room on my iPhone to download it, so <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Uh, anyway, next. the Okay, so this is general things about Fear the Walking Dead Season 2. It's a little spoilery in, a, in the, about the general direction, but not very specific. But even if you don't want those kind of spoilers, you should probably just skip ahead to the next section now. But it's very general. So this is an article on RottenTomatoes.com. Alicia Debnam Carey says about season two, quote, it's condensed and there's a lot more action. There's a lot more that happens in a very small amount of time. That's the thing fans can definitely look forward to this season. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. It also said a lot of season two will be on the water. So get used to some bobbing and swaying and that the boat is actually on a dock. So they just create the ocean effects in camera. She's, she said, I was wondering about that. Yeah, they, she said she was worried that they would all get seasick, but it's very steady, so they don't. Very interesting. 
And then Dave Erickson said the intention was always to migrate away from L.A. to make it clear that the survivors had lost hope and there was no return to their homes and to compound the danger as they try to figure out a place to go. And uh, he also says we will meet more people scattered throughout the length of the season. Some will stay, some will not. I guess it's not a spoiler. Of course, they're going to meet people. It says they'll split their time between the land and the sea and stay near the coastline, seeking supplies and sanctuary. And uh, and they all become pirates. Yar, <laughs> we head back to Abigail. <laughs> and then this last one is possible spoiler for Walking Dead Season 7 about a couple of characters from the comics who might be introduced. So this is the last one. If you don't want to hear that, I would move to the next section. But it's only possible spoiler. So April 11th was National Pet Day and Skybound, which is Robert Kirkman's comic book company, posted a picture on Instagram of Ezekiel and his pet tiger Shiva from the comics and said, don't worry, Walking Dead fans, you'll get to meet Ezekiel and Shiva next season. Oh, Mm. Oh, man. Well, we did see those guys with the the padding, like the uh, the BMX or like biking pads, you know, uh, which... From the, Looking what do they like, call his place? The, I forget. Anyway, yeah, what, what's their, what's their colony The kingdom, called? I think. Um, the kingdom. Yeah. The kingdom. Kingdom, yeah. yeah. So you're all caught up, huh, Lincoln? Uh, I missed this month's issue, so. I'm, but you said I'm, you've been reading since before it was a show, right? That's right. Pretty yeah. close. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lincoln, I, Lincoln goes hard. <laughs> I go hard on The Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> Are awesome. you st- uh, This last one was great. Yeah. Maybe it'll be it's Dave Benoit's it. chance to get cast as a I know. I know. I, I've always thought that since I met Dave. I was like, totally. wow, he, looks, he would be a great Ezekiel. Yeah, there's like a campaign. Kirkman even knows that campaign exists. I'm actually, sure. So. I'm sure. Does he do, uh, you know, on-screen acting? I'm. Uh, you know, that's funny that you mentioned that. I think he does have some credits to his name for on-camera stuff. But yeah, I guess there is that. But he's an actor. He can right. figure it out. He can yeah. do it. That'd be so cool. I know. <laughs> we know he can do the vocal in like inflections and everything like that. So he doesn't need to do anything um, in terms of his appearance. No. You know, so he wouldn't even have <laughs> to do anything. There. Just business as usual. Yeah, right. we say that, and then they put him on, and he's like stiff as a board. No, I'm just <laughs> Hello, kidding. <laughs> my name is Ezekiel. <laughs> Your Grace. I have a tiger. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. This is my tiger. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure he'd never. be awesome. He'd kill it. He'd yeah, kill it. He would. I, maybe he'll get it. You never know. You never know. All right, that's the end of the news, and that's also the end of our time with Lincoln. And Lincoln, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> we on. are killing him now. <laughs> no, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Oh, I'm good. really glad we got to talk about this first uh, new episode for Fear, and also uh, the season six finale. There's a lot to look forward to in both these shows. Um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked. Definitely. I'm it's looking good. forward to more Tobias. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I hope, I, we better, I hope that promise comes true. Seriously. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is um, the last time I saw Greg Nicotero was uh, in Atlanta during the, the, the con weekend. And uh, before I could, like, you know, go up to him and be like, hey, how you been? It's been a while since I seen He, like, stops me. He goes, hey, a lot of people keep asking me when we're going to see your character. You did something really cool. Like people love Tobias, and I just like yeah. I was like, oh well, that's great. I hope they I hope they keep bugging you. I hope yeah, they keep I, was... I hope they keep bugging you. So uh, 
So now I just tell people, oh, we're going to see you again. I'm like, listen, if you don't see me, just tweet at Greg. <laughs> Where is <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. He, isn't he the greatest? I love Greg. Just yeah, yeah. Greg's yeah. the man. But yeah, just the fan response at the conventions, like people have to take notice of that. <clears throat> yeah. They, they know that people want you back on the show, you know. Well, it's all very humbling. And like I said uh, in the beginning, it's been such a blessing and it's a fun journey to, have, to be a fan first and now to be an actor in it. It's uh, it's cool. There's a lot to look forward to this year. Not just in you know Fear the Walking Dead potential, but just in other projects too. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people could look forward to seeing me in this year. Oh, what awesome. do you want? What are you going to be doing? Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't say. That's, oh, okay. Uh, okay. We'll just keep our eyes open. How to be an actor? Well, yeah. <laughs> I That's can't exciting. Tell you, but it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but I just I just keep people you know updated on like social media and stuff. So whoever's following me there, you know, they'll. They'll see me post about it, and uh, and yeah, that's that's about it. What's your Twitter? Cool. Oh yeah, my uh, so it's Lincoln the actor, cool. uh, all one word, Lincoln the actor. That's my Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook. And page. you're gonna be at Walker Soccer Chicago in May. I will be at Walker Soccer Chicago, and then the following one uh, after that, Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. So those will be those will be shows to look forward to. Awesome. I'm really excited. I'm glad. I'm, me too. I'm not sure I'll be in Chicago, but I'll, I'll see you in Charlotte, and that'll be fun. Awesome. All right. Thanks again, dude. Thanks, Lincoln. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Melissa. Lovely. Yeah, see you soon. Duncan, I hope to see you again soon, man. Yeah, definitely. Been too long for sure. Thanks, guys. Erica Have says a hi, night. too. Oh, nice. Hey, what's it going? How's it going? <laughs> what's, uh, what's it going? <laughs> what's it going? Man? Have a great night, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's it for the news. Now it's time for listener moans, groans, grunts. I don't have my sound. (laughs) But that was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Who needs it? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. uh, (laughs) We got to stick one of those in there. Tabitha, right? (laughs) Tabitha. (laughs) Let's go, Melissa, Duncan, me. Okay, Uh, this is from Eric Sherman. I won't be bummed if it doesn't happen, but I'm pretty sure we're all kind of hoping for some zombie slash shark action. I'm actually kind of excited to see what they do with season two, and I agree. In fact, we were watching it and a mention of a shark came up. Um, I'd be almost more scared of swimming in the ocean, in the Pacific Ocean, of getting eaten by a shark than a (laughs) water. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a a major missed opportunity if we don't get to see a shark eat a zombie. I agree. <laughs> oh man, if 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 it's not in there, once once somebody hears that this podcast, they're gonna go and add it for sure. Be like, so, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> no yeah. doubt. Too epic to miss. Our next listener response comes from Larry Blake. <laughs> Slow episode in general, but I can see where it's going, and I think this group is worse off than our regular show survivors. The water is an extreme disadvantage to those not prepared for the human threat. Once the boat is disabled or compromised, they're sitting ducks. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, I, yeah, like I said before, you, you always think with zombies, oh, get on a boat. And now that they are, it's like, no, 
<laughs> no, wait <laughs> yeah, a bad. second. Uh, yeah. Jamie Dimmick says, hi, Jamie. She says, it was good, not great. One question, why did that zombie stop going after Nick? It couldn't be due to the noise outside. The rest of the group was yelling the whole time. Yes. Yeah. We are all intrigued about that as yeah, well. Yeah, we don't know. Maybe they're allergic to him. Yes, <laughs> it's the heroin residue. <laughs> it looked like he means. was like, rah, 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 and he's like, eh. Yeah. Outside. And that's the um, one the one zombie that managed to be like upright in the water. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh this is from Angela Todd. Still finding it very hard to care about the characters, especially after that big finale last week. Pretty slow in the beginning, but it did pick up at the end. I guess we will see over the next few episodes, and yes we shall. A lot of people felt similarly to that. A lot of you guys. Um I think, yeah, you have to kind of, I've said this before, but just consider this independently of The Walking Dead almost. Mm -hmm. that yeah. When I do that, I like it a lot more. Yeah, exactly. if it was just called Cobalt, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the, the project was originally called Cobalt, right. then people would have a totally different reaction to it. Mm -hmm. right. Or if this came out first, you know, yeah. I think they'd be loving it. Megan Kleinman says, Nick. Take the damn jacket oh, off. It's not I even agree. interesting to look at. Oh Just nothing appealing about that jacket. Can you tell how much I dislike that jacket? Lol. <laughs> I, I had that same feeling. I was like, well, at least they're at water. He could at least like... Well, now he did because he went for a swim, did, but like, just at least rinse it off, man. Did, didn't he steal that jacket from an old guy in a hospital? <laughs> he, Is that the, the same one? He always... I think yeah. so. He always gets... You know, people mention that he wears old man clothes, and after... He, they said that I watch. He totally does. For some reason, I dig it. I don't. I well, mean, he, I, he literally stole it from an old guy in the hospital. <laughs> but the pants <laughs> and, and he has that like t kind of I don't know soft T-shirt too. Yeah, I, and although Megan is right, the uh, it's not even interesting. Well, I mean, you know, whatever the jacket. Something more interesting that he was wearing was that half shirt. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. was far more interesting. I want to see him wearing a. Uh, um, some plaid golf shorts next episode <laughs> and like a, yeah, a pink totally. collared shirt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And a cigar. Okay. Lynn Corso Malinowski says, meh, I'll keep watching for strand Nick and Salazar. The rest are annoying and should die off this season. Oh, harsh. Yeah. Harsh. Uh, this is from Terry Tango. Why, why, why don't teenagers ever listen? They better start fucking listening if they want to survive the ZA and yeah I said it there was actually she didn't say that she just put up you know the she covered Hashtag. up the word thank you whatever the explicitive um mm -hmm. yeah teenagers don't listen <laughs> can't tell if this is a criticism of a show or of teenagers <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know do you have a teenager Terry <laughs> Jeff Rhodes, uh, Lincoln's not going to like this one. Jeff Rhodes says, hmm, if they've headed south, then the prospects for a Tobias return are not good. Oh, no. Well, you'd think that he probably headed out of there, too. Otherwise, he's in the middle of all those explosions. So hopefully he's yeah. safely out of there. Definitely. Elizabeth Tolstoy says, it's okay, not redundant in format yet like The Walking Dead has become. Strand is mysterious, which makes it novel, and Travis and Daniel are interesting characters. 
can take or leave the teens simply archetype so far, but when Nick and Strand and Cliff and Daniel interact, they are interesting. The plan is San Diego right now. Different parts of the world would be interesting rather than, for example, always being in Georgia or in FTWD's case, always on a boat. I agree with that. That That is one cool thing about them just being more maybe nomadic that maybe they'll get to go to different places. Maybe yeah. they can go to Canada, eh? Yeah, <laughs> on a boat. Yeah, they'd be the <laughs> most polite zombies you could have. They're like, arr, arr, oh, I'm sorry, so sorry, I didn't mean to bite you. <laughs> this is from Greg Schwam, 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 Schwam. I think. Samsonite. We were way off. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> sorry. Know, right? That's funny. Uh, leave it to a teenager to find a love interest in the ZA zombie apocalypse. I totally get Strand's attitude. Very Shane-like. All about the end game. Yeah, I think we're all there with him. Yep. So far, although I wonder, so what's he doing? What's he doing? Is he gonna betray them majorly or something? Yeah, there is that. Maybe. Brian Patrick says, I really like the junkie being that I used to be addicted to shooting heroin and sleeping in housing project stairwells for about five years up until 2013. I'm interested in how they tie in his addiction with zombies because... As I personally know that even after you kick dope physically and feel 100%, there's still that little voice in the back of your head. I want to see if they have him leave the group if the if the chance to get high or rob a pharmacy pops up. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's truth. I've had a lot of friends that have been heroin addicts too, and uh, they're, you know the struggle is real. Yeah, man. That's intense, and that wasn't that long ago, so... Yeah, but uh, three years. So congratulations on being yeah. off for that long. Yeah, very glad. Yep. Keep at it. Keep writing in too. Yeah, definitely. Well, look, he writes in again immediately. Oh wow! Aims <laughs> to please. Brian Patrick says better than the stupid cliffhanger episode that ended The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> I guess that's a, everybody feels the same way. Kinda. As yeah. we're finding out. <laughs> uh, this is from Kathy Bridges. Propeller to the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Everybody loves that one, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we have two calls. Here's Greg from South Carolina. Hey, Jason, Melissa, and Duncan. This is Greg from South Carolina. So uh, about uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead premiere last night, a lot of people are complaining about you know, just as bad or whatever. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed it. A uh, couple of points. So I like the fact that, that Strand is effectively Shane from uh, season two of The Walking Dead oh, yeah. without any kind of, of Dale presence with kind of calming him down or holding him back or whatever. Um, so last the, last the first six episodes of season one um, just kind of got us straight to the prison and straight to something where uh, the group has something that other people are going to covet and we immediately get that conflict, which is, is kind of nice. And you you skip Herschel's farm as much as Sophia was was awesome. Uh, you skip it, and it's just there's you, you skip a lot of that boring stuff. Um, a, a lot of people kind of threatening. Oh, you know what? I'm done. I don't care about this. But I'll tell you what. I'm invested. Uh, it's not that I'm necessarily think of the show is and all be all, but it's a it's a Sunday night ritual. And I'm glad there's another, you know, 15 weeks or, or whatever of it. 
the only problem I have is that it overlaps with Game of Thrones. And mm. I wish <laughs> everybody could get all their shit together and basically make my Sundays busy for the rest of the year. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, and look forward to, to hearing y'all, y'all's, uh, y'all's take on it on Wednesday. Have a good one. Bye. Nice. Thanks, Greg. Yep. That's one of those calls where I feel like, uh, oh, maybe you should have done the podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and here's that was very uh, Karen. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> Karen from Texas. Hey, guys. It's Karen, Texas. This might be a little spoilery. I can't talk. Spoilery for people that don't watch Talking Dead and want to avoid anything that is said on that show. But Dave Erickson was asked... Um, whether or not Nick was sober now at this point. And he said he's off heroin, and the question is what is going to be his new addiction this season. And just throwing it out there after watching this episode, I mean, obviously there's alcohol on the boat, but I don't think it's going to be something that simple. I think, you know, he's going to be a little bit of adrenaline. Yes. Um, an adrenaline junkie. And his new addiction is going to be getting face-to-face with walkers. Boom. Um, The way he reacted in the water when he saw that, you know, long-haired zombie, it wasn't fear, it was excitement. He almost looked like he was smiling. And then going under the boat that was capsized when he saw that female walker, he... Again, he looked intrigued. He stared at her for a while, and yeah, I'm sure he was making sure that she wasn't going to come after him. But I think he's going to put himself in some dangerous situations to get that adrenaline high, and I think it's going to create some interesting problems for the group. Oh, and here's my zombie noise. Rawr. (laughs) (laughs) Bravo. I love that that phone call. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great theory, man. You added a lot to the podcast by bringing that in. So yeah, and um, now that I'm thinking about it, he didn't hear any fucking voices coming from that boat. He just wanted to get over there with the zombies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's in yeah. maybe, maybe maybe the zombies like sense when someone doesn't give a shit and's not scared of them, and that's why that's why I backed maybe off. Maybe that's the answer. Yeah, the whole key yeah, is kind of like to dogs, fear the Walking uh, Dead. Right. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it for Listener Moans, Groans, and Grunts. Thanks for calling and writing in, everybody. Now it's time for next week on Fear the Walking Dead. Next time on Fear the Walking Dead. All right, next week on Fear the Walking Dead. Season 2, Episode 2, We All Fall Down. The group seeks shelter with a survivalist family, and Madison tries to uncover the family's true motives. Meanwhile, Salazar works to discover Strand's intentions. Sounds intense. So they're going to be seeking shelter with a survivalist family. Is that going to be on on the boat as well? Are they going to bring people on the boat despite abandoning people this past episode? Are they going to be on land? I think, I bet you land... I don't know why I think that, but yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, and then it won't work out, of course. They're gonna tie their boats together like we used to do on the lake. Tie your boat together, like float around and drink beer. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're gonna do. Like a water world situation. Where... <laughs> yeah, 
Yes. You get all these boats tied together and it makes a little city. Yes, and then they'll start <laughs> growing flippy flappers between their toes and gills. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. I do, too. I do, too. Yeah. Nobody else liked it. You got gills and everything. I did, too. I just said I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I can't, like nobody. I can't nobody to find who's you. directing the episode or who wrote it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Meh. I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right dude thank you now uh we had a little contest a couple of weeks ago because one of our sponsors is these walking dead collectible figurines so i have um michonne tyrese daryl merle the governor and uh i have rick but i'm not giving that one up and karen <laughs> took karen, karen took glenn but anyway so people wrote haiku to try and win one of these there were like 50 entries Awesome. I'm just going to read you some of my favorite ones and then we'll pick one of these at random because <clears throat> these were good. So Kyle Bright wrote, writes, Blade swinging swiftly. Michonne has found a purpose with Rick's stuff and thangs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Lorenzo Melkor. I should have given you guys some of these to read too, but sorry. Lorenzo Melkor says, my wife loves Daryl. If I win, I get lucky. Please make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon Benedict. Daryl is my fave. Loud bike, crossbow, redneck man. Still needs a bath, though. Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) And she has another one. Some people, uh, a couple of here had more than one that I liked. I'm still only going to give them one chance to win, but I thought I would read them because they're great. So she wrote, the governor is dead. Didn't see it coming because he was short-sighted. Oh, <laughs> Layla Tenney says, "Cute mini Daryl on my nightstand. You will live. Oh, be still my heart." <laughs> That's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Kern says the savior should have passed out rain ponchos like at a Gallagher show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's good. Joey, there's one, two, three, four, five, six more. Joey Poole says. Rick will soon find out. He will answer to Negan. Lucille is thirsty. Yikes. Nicole. Okay. This woman, Nicole Feenwoim or something, wrote a bunch of good ones that I thought really kind of did a great job of kind of pointing at something essential about each character. So she's only going to have one chance to win, but I'm going to read them all. So her Merle one, tough son of a bitch, got the clap on occasion, bully big brother. Uh Got the clap on occasion. Uh, Moonshine memories. Can't hear you. Taking a piss. Drunken ornery. That's Daryl. That's nice. Very good. Saves babies always. People like me. They can live. It is better now. Who's that? Father Gabriel. Tyrese. Tyrese. Uh, Yeah. It's better now. Oh yeah yeah yeah. One-eyed Philip Blake. Where do your loyalties lie? Take the prison now. And then finally, Jawless Walker Pets kept her alive but alone, now has family. Aw. So here's how I'm going to do it. I numbered all of these randomly between one and seven. And I want one of you guys to pick a number between one and seven. It could also be one or seven. And then that will be the winner. Oh, oh gosh. God. Duncan, do you want to go for it? Oh, if I must. I, I hate being I think responsible. You, you, you think I Everyone should. understands it's random. Okay, uh, number two. 
Number two is Stuart Kearns. The Saviors should have passed out rain ponchos like at a Gallagher right, show. That's, oh, that's and that brings me back to what chosen. I was going to say, which is if you guys watch <laughs> Chappelle's show, um, you pass out bulletproof vests at a black Gallagher show. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so it's not apparent to me from reading this which one you want, Stuart, but I will uh, ping you on Facebook and find out. Bing. And uh, thank you to all the ones I read and everybody else who wrote one. I hope you had fun with it. I always have fun reading them and also writing those. And so. I apologize to people I inadvertently sabotaged Snubbed. by saying the wrong number. I know, right? They were all very good. I feel horrible. Yeah. Maybe I'll offer them something else, like uh, I'll give them a zombie sound. I'm sure they'll love that. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, okay. You can get a zombie sound from Duncan on your voicemail. Right? Totally. Totally. <laughs> All right, if you want it. I take requests too, so if you want something else. Like... He does a great Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> All right, that's our show, episode 215. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to Lincoln Castellanos for being our special guest, and thanks to you guys for coming back. Well, well it wouldn't be our podcast without us here. Yeah, wild, wild <laughs> horses couldn't keep us away. <laughs> That's Next right. Next week, an hour of silence. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little crying. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you guys had fun. I Definitely. Uh, I wish you, we could all be in the same room. That would be so cool. Would be. I know. Someday. Uh, by the way, I just I'm starting the Whole30 diet this week for a month so i might be all bitchy i might have a different personality <laughs> next week wait 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 what what diet it, it's i think it's like no sugar no alcohol dairy or carbs and so it's mostly meat fruit and vegetables and maybe nuts wow that sounds intense sounds yeah. good though well the idea is to get rid of stuff that can typically um irritate people's systems and then live without that for a while and then slowly introduce things back in to kind of get a feeling for how things affect you but basically sense. i'm just tired all the time and i want to have more energy yeah i i feel the same way i for me it's like impossible to wake up in the mornings that's my big thing yeah totally and doing these cons i totally need more energy <laughs> <laughs> all right if you want to call us you can do that by calling 650-485-DEAD that's 650-485-3323 or you can also email us at brains at podcastica.com and you can always find us on the web at walkingdeadcast.com and please check out the other podcasts on our network at podcastica.com did you know we have I think 10 shows now oh wow that's awesome yeah. awesome We've been adding stuff in. There's some really good stuff. We're getting eclectic with it. We have a meditation podcast. Whoa. We have one on film, like behind the scenes, how to make films, and uh, just a few different things like that. Podcast Producers is all about just the business of podcasting, and Karen and I are going to be in an episode of that. Ooh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, dude, I forgot to get Lincoln Castellano's zombie sound. Have to do it next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to our sponsors, Mott and Bow, Texture, and Club W. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't, Don't get bit. Grippy, Grippy Bob Dabalino. That's an awesome name. That guy's got to be cool. Rawr.